0: Pastor Tom Baker, and you are listening to Open Mic Friday on this Law and Gospel broadcast. What does that mean? It means you can actually take over the microphone simply by calling one of two numbers, St. Louis 8210850, or anywhere in North America, including St. Louis, 1 800 730 730. Now, that's the number that other programs use, so you may want to put that on your refrigerator or wherever your phone is near so that you'll always remember that during the program, if you have a question or want to contribute to it, 1-800-730-2727. We're in the Advent season, and perhaps you might have a question about advent which means to come and if you listen to the previous program they were talking about advent hymns detailing the various comings of jesus in the bethlehem stable and then of course into your heart at conversion and through worship and finally his coming on the last day Uh, Law and Gospel really appreciates those of you who have been contributing uh, to the program so that we can stay on the air. At this point, when I began this, oh, what was it, about two months ago, we needed $11,000 more by the end of the year. Right now, we only need around $4,000. So I really appreciate those of you who were able to send a check to me, and that's who you address it to, to Law Gospel or to Pastor Tom Baker. And if you want a tax deduction, you make it out to Concordia Mission Society. The details about that can be found at the end of the program, where the address is found, et cetera. So, do you have any questions right now about Advent or whatever we were talking about. Yesterday with Wes Reimnitz, for example, we were dealing with the whole situation of what kind of people are around that were not aborted. And we talked about a wonderful player on Ohio State football team whose mother had thought about aborting him, decided not to, now calls him, her miracle child, and in the greatest game, a lot of uh, people think, between Ohio State and Michigan, he scored four touchdowns, and that was wonderful and amazing. So, whatever you want to talk about, don't hesitate to do so, and we're going to start right now, I believe, with Mark. Hi, Mark. Is this you?
1: Uh. This is Cheryl.
0: Oh, Cheryl. I, 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 oh, that's right. I misread. Go ahead, Cheryl.
1: <laughs> okay. My husband and I are both day sponsors, so... Oh, excellent. Um, yeah. Uh, my question concerns Galatians 4, 4 to 6, and uh, especially the part um, where it says, uh, And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father... And I'm wondering if this is related to um, Acts 2.38, where uh, baptism uh, uh, Peter preaches that in baptism we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, if these two, if these are connected.
0: Oh, I, I would definitely say that they're connected because the only way that the Holy Spirit comes... Uh, into a person is through baptism. We, We need to make a distinction between there was no believer in the Old Testament who did not receive faith through the Holy Spirit. However, at Pentecost there was something different that occurred where the Holy Spirit would actually enter into a person. Remember John the Baptizer When people came to faith, it was through his baptism of repentance. It was by the Holy Spirit. But remember, he says, there's one coming after me who, yes, will baptize you with water, but you will be receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. We don't know of anybody who had received that in the Old Testament, the way it's done at Pentecost And it permits a person, therefore, to actually receive the body and blood of Jesus Christ under the Holy Eucharist. And so verse 6 says, Because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, and then Father. Now, Now, we think the original had... Well, this is uh, Paul writing. Uh, Abba is a Aramaic word, and it's more a kind of word not like father. Like when my dad would come home from work, I wouldn't say, Oh, good to see you, father. No, you would run up and say, Daddy, Daddy, you're home. And that's what Abba is. It's more of a, a, a daddy phrase. Uh, Luther talks about that in the Lord's Prayer, that God takes care of us like he takes care of children. So therefore, we're no longer a slave, and that means to sin and to the law, but a son of God. Now, the difference between Jesus as the son of God and us as sons of God is that Jesus is the only begotten son of God, the rest of us are adopted. But it doesn't matter from God's point of view, because even adopted children are part of the family and sons. And therefore, I think you are quite accurate to tie this in to uh, uh, the baptism of Pentecost.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm really thankful that you're able to do this program.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I love open mic. If, um, you know, we had the ability, we do it every day. But we like to talk with Mark Smith about the hymns and Wes Reimnitz about issues. And then Wednesday, of course, we have a Bible study for congregations that are listening as a group. And Monday, I always like to take a look at possible sermons that pastors might be doing on the basis of the coming Sunday readings. So, I, I'd have to have three hours a day. I'd have to become like issues, etc. <laughs> they got two hours. Now I am on issues on the Sunday school lesson, and that's a lot of fun normally done on, on Tuesdays. But we really want to thank you for supporting KFUO. Do you have any other question?
1: No, that that's all for today. Thank you.
0: Okay. God bless. Goodbye.
1: You too.
0: So anybody else? You have a question? Don't hesitate to call. 821 0850 in St. Louis. Toll free 1 800 730 2727. On Wednesday, we were talking about Stephen. Stephen was the first martyr of the Christian church because remember, he was speaking God's word and the people did not like it at all and he was stoned to death. Now, guess who was there holding the coats of the people who were stoning Stephen? None other than Saul who became Paul. So really kind of interesting there. Uh, taking a look at those items all righty uh let's go ahead and uh let's see if i got this one right is this david yes sir how
2: can i help you well i got kind of a thorny question here but uh
0: there are no funny questions
2: <laughs> well i'm i uh this is kind of thorny though might be kind of prickly Well, before you do that,
0: you want to hear something funny? Sure. I just got up, so I'm funny today. Okay. Uh, (laughs) What's the common thing between John the Baptizer and Winnie the Pooh? Uh, Let's
2: see.
0: Uh, Common thing they. I'll give you baptized. I'll give you the answer. No. You, You ready for the answer? Yeah. They both have the same middle name,
2: oh okay <laughs> okay yeah that that would be <laughs> all right, go ahead with your question, okay, that's a little bit different. I never heard anything like that
0: no, no, no um, that's that's why a joke always catches somebody off guard a good joke you're not expecting the answer, and then it just sounds silly, so you said you had a silly question, or go ahead.
2: Well, it's it's a question that pertains – I was talking to a person at church, and he, he was an elder. I won't mention any names, but the t- subject of politics came up, and he said he votes for the Democrat Party. And I, I just came out, and I said to him, I go, well, knowing what the Democrats believe, killing babies and homosexual marriage and socialist ideas, if you're a Christian, how could you – Vote for something like that while well, you know what they believe in. And he goes, Well, I don't personally believe in abortion and homosexual marriage, but I think they are the best for the country. And I said, well, That's like saying, um, I don't personally believe in slavery, but I don't would knock anybody that wanted to have their own slave. That's my question. How. What's the view on the uh, Lutheran Church with people voting on the, for the Democrat party?
0: Uh yes, we have a policy where you have the freedom to vote for whomever you want. You're never going to find a perfect candidate, but um for for example in the Post Dispatch today, front page, I mean the Post Dispatch is always anti-Trump. And so here they have a picture of the uh house Uh, the leader of the House, Pelosi, and she was accused of hating Trump. And she says, don't you ever accuse me of that. I'm a Roman Catholic, and therefore we don't hate people. And I'm reading this thinking, no, but you hate babies in the womb to such a degree that you're willing to murder them. So what are you talking about, woman? I mean, it's just kind of ridiculous there. But... A lot of the people I had in my first congregation were Democrats, but they were all pro-life, anti-homosexual. And when I would talk to them, it really because they had considered the Democrats had done a good job in their unions, helping them get better pay, this kind of thing. And therefore, they had a loyalty to them in that area and these other areas didn't count as much, but I'll tell you what that reminds me of. You, you had one slavery. Uh, I, I'm reminded of during the days in Hitler, where he would be persecuting the Jews, but a lot of people liked Hitler because boy, did he bring Germany back economically. Uh, and and other ways where they had good jobs, etc. They were getting back land that they thought had been cho- uh, stolen from them, and so it's difficult for me to look at somebody and say, "Well, you shouldn't vote for that person." I don't have the right to do that because I don't find uh, um, the the names of the people we're to vote for in the Bible. If if that was in the Bible. But uh, I wouldn't say that you must vote for Trump because I don't find his name in the Bible. We do allow people to use their own reason, but we can discuss with them why they shouldn't be one reason or another. I'll tell you a very similar situation is the church, Elka. If you would just listen to Issues Etc. recently, they had a fascinating uh, time talking about how Elka itself suggested that by the year 2040 you know they started with 5 million people they're now down to 3 million people and they think that by 2040 the number of people uh worshipping in Elka on a given Sunday will be 16,000 <laughs> because so many people are leaving and why are they leaving Elka no longer is sending missionaries out because they think that everyone is going to be saved and what's the need to send a missionary out? They're pro-homosexual. They have women pastors. And you just go down the line one thing after another. So I talked to some of my Elka friends. I said, why are you still in that church? And they'll give reasons that uh, one said recently, well, My family helped organize the church, and I have a loyalty to them. Or uh, people feel that loyalty to their congregation is more important than loyalty to the Word of God. Now, they don't say it that way, but that's exactly how God looks at it. And so what are you going to do with uh, folks like that who stay in a, obviously, a church that no longer preaches Christ and Him crucified properly, or delivers the sacraments properly when they have these other feelings about why they should stay in the church. One person told me, well, I'm trying to change them, but if I leave, there won't be a possibility of changing. So that's kind of a good motivation to stay, but you finally have to open your eyes and see that the change isn't going to be coming with the kind of leadership that Elka has right now. So that's true in the area of uh, churches. It's true in the area of politics. Um, Pastor Whedon had a conversation recently with an individual who interviews all kinds of different religions, and he, I think, was Presbyterian. And after talking to Pastor Whedon, he said, "Boy, I'm going to have to relook at what I believe." Pastor Whedon has a wonderful gift of being able to show what is truly biblical in contrast to what individuals believe we need a lot of weedens in the area of uh, politics in the area of medicine in the area of science in the area of religion but um, yes I can't understand how somebody could vote for a party that now says they will no longer support Democratic candidates unless they are pro-abortion that just sounds Mm -hmm. horrible to me but for some reason for democrats it doesn't sound as horrible as it is sounding to you and me and that's the freedom they have in the united states to vote for whom they want and the church really cannot excommunicate them for that reason or refuse them communion because it takes conversation Okay, Pastor Tom, I appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you very much for calling. God bless. Okay, and we're just going down the line here. The next one we're going to be talking with, I believe, is Neil. Is this you, Neil?
3: Yes, hi, Pastor Tom Baker.
0: Hi, how can I help you?
3: Okay, well, I, you know, first of all, I'm real happy to be talking with you today, and thank you for all your time in and i don't mean for you to have to repeat yourself um
0: well that's my but, job i don't oh, repeat wow. myself i repeat god oh
3: uh, well, yeah but i need that because we I all know. need that oh <laughs> well, thank you um well i was i've heard in the past you say that you like revelations one of your favorite chapters in the bible is revelations chapter
0: 5? By the way, it's revelation. It's a singular. Oh. oh, It doesn't have an S on it. Revelation. Yeah, that's fine. And that's because the first word in the book is apocalypse, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And that's why it's called revelation. Uh, All right. Thank you. Yeah, and chapter 5 is my favorite one. Now, what's your question?
3: Well, I have an uncle. Unfortunately, he is a, a Jehovah Witness, and he just recently pointed out, uh, chapter 5, Revelation, uh, verse 10. And was, uh, you know, Jehovah Witnesses believe heaven's going to be on earth. and uh, Right, the new, as, yes. And uh, verse 10 says, You made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they will reign on the earth.
1: Yes.
0: Okay, context is everything here, Neil. If you take a look at verse four, they're they're, um, praising Jesus. Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Now, where are those tribes, languages, peoples, and nations that he ransomed, Neil? They're on earth. Oh. And then verse 10 says, And you have made them a kingdom and priest to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about the Holy Christian Church on earth. You. Neil, are part of the kingdom of God on earth. You are a priest of God. Remember the priesthood of believers it's talking about? And you are reigning on the earth. The devil cannot touch you. One word can fall him. This is not talking about after judgment day. This is talking about when Jesus was slain and he ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation, and they shall reign on the earth. The Holy Christian Church reigns on the earth right now, and you are part of that. Lord, yes, oh, praise the Lord. And then,
3: well, I noticed, uh, it, you know, I don't mean to take up your time. Oh, no, that's uh, what I'm here for. Oh, well, that's great, thank you. Um but then in uh, uh, John chapter fifteen verse nineteen, um, it uh, a summary of that. Jesus is more or less telling us not to live on this earth. There, and I I know that Revelations.
0: Uh, um, well, well, let me read uh you say it's John chapter 15 verse 19 so let me read that and we'll see if that's what that says all right if you were of the world the world would love you as its own but because you are not of the world but i chose you out of the world therefore the world hates you now the word there's a lot of words in the Greek that have more than one meaning. For instance, the word law has about 10 meanings. It can mean the Ten Commandments. It can mean the moral law, the civil law, the ceremonial law. It can refer to the first or second or third use of the law. And you figure that out by looking at the context. Now, in verse 19, if you were of the world, it doesn't say earth. It says world And look at what verse 18 says. Remember, Scripture interprets Scripture, Neil, If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. So what is the world referring to but the unbelievers who hate Jesus Christ and do not believe in God? And if you're of the world, that means if you are an unbeliever and hate Jesus Christ, well, then the world will really love you as its own. Like today, a lot of people are saying, well, as long as I love someone, I can even marry someone of the same gender. And then the Christians say, no, that is sin. Well, the world hates us because we love Jesus Christ. And that's why it says, But because you are not of the world, it doesn't say not of the earth, but of the world, the sinful world, I chose you out of the world. And that's why the world hates you. Does that help you? Are you still there, Neil? Oh, looks like we lost Neil. Oh, okay. But that's the explanation there. And Neil's question... In fact, most questions are answered by allowing scripture to interpret scripture. That's why, yes, you may think at times I repeat myself, but the reason I do that is many of the questions can be answered not by my repeating myself but repeating what God has to say. I mean, how many times have we said this? If I ever say something you think is wrong, then challenge me. And if I can't find it in the Bible, then turn the station. I'm a false teacher. Yes, we Lutherans believe nothing should be said theologically that isn't backed up. So when you're looking at the word world, it's not referring to those on earth. It's referring to unbelievers. So thanks so much, Neil, I hope you still heard us on the radio uh, for your answer. Our next law and gospel Monday, we're going to be taking a look at the readings for the last Sunday in Advent. <laughs> we're almost done Advent, and as uh, so four readings we could look at. Tune in on Monday to see which one we think would make a good sermon, and we'll discuss it a little bit. Thanks so much for those of you who had called. I'm Tom Baker. God bless.